0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 57 of Bono's Stuff with Dr. Teresa Larson. Just want to do a really quick intro because we cover a bunch of great stuff in a short amount of time. She is doing all sorts of cool things. It was an honor to get to speak with her and I'm excited for you guys to check this out and hopefully take advantage of some of the offerings she's putting out there, including the Mindfulness Challenge, if that's something you're interested in. Uh, I would definitely encourage most folks to check it out, try it out, Mindfulness is a huge component of the work I do, and obviously the work that Dr. Larson does. So excited for you guys to check it out! Hope this helps you get one percent better today. And without further ado, Dr. Teresa Larson. And I don't. Oh, there it is. I think we're live now. Hello, welcome to Bono Stuff. We got a little Top Gun, Danger Zone. Uh, do you watch Archer? By the way, Archer. The, the I cartoon. Don't.
1: Not yet. There's
0: a there's a running gag uh, since you mentioned Danger Zone where he's He's kind of like danger, danger zone. Everything's about. He, there's a lot of running gags about danger zone. So, okay. and some people have never seen Top Gun, watch Archer and don't realize <laughs> that that's going on. Anyway, uh, we are a little it. limited. You should check it out. It's a fun one. uh It's like a spoof of James Bond, modern, and just a lot of running jokes. And anyway, um we are here. Do uh, you want to be Doctor T? That's that's kind of.
1: Yeah, Doctor T is great. T-Pain, T Pain, whichever. <laughs> T Pain, I like
0: it. We got to yeah. put auto tune on you if that's the case. I <laughs> <laughs> um, have a good
1: story about T Pain in a minute,
0: but <laughs> okay, I want to hear that. So yeah, guys, uh, Bono stuff—that's me. I call it that because I want to know more stuff. And Doctor Teresa Larson here is one of the leaders in the industry when it comes to physical therapy movement. Uh, she is a co-founder, I guess, of Movement RX. Is, is uh, that, I'm the
1: founder the, of Movement founder.
0: RX. Yeah. I, I just, I just again like the, it's always the the founder. Sorry, I don't want to take anything away. I just know <laughs> your your husband is the CEO. She so is. I didn't know if you guys like technically wanted to give each other credit on that or anything like that. But
1: he, um, well, legally he can't. I mean, he just he can't own a PT practice. But yes, mm. I would say my husband does all things Movement RX and makes yes. this thing run. So if you want to talk about someone who runs the show, he's the one. I just kind of dance up here and talk to you all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to, again, um, circle back. I, I can read your whole bio and accolades, yeah. but I'll skip time because it's very long. There's a lot there that you've accomplished. And, and we're going to focus on a few of those bits. But yeah, I'll just say again, it's um I actually was, was able, to, uh, as the pandemic started, and again, I've been a big fan of yours for a while, but that's when I signed up for one of the challenges. And I really love the screening system you guys have. And again, a lot of the concepts you talk about totally line up with the way I run my business and and the way I work with clients and it's definitely uh modeled that in in some positive ways along with like the Kelly Starretts of the world. So um and I and you used to run uh or you still do do you still run their courses specifically Um, for the adaptive athlete?
1: So I I uh taught the movement and mobility course with CrossFit for like three years and then um, had a adaptive course on his platform. However, that with their with the pandemic, they really honed in on their platform too. Mm-hmm. So, um, thankfully, just my work with the government, the adaptive stuff has taken off. So, I took it off their platform, and now it's just Movement Rx, which is nice. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, we run sure. adaptive courses from our own um, from Movement Rx, and now we're starting to travel again, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I saw a few of those announcements. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, and so let's take a step back and, and tell us your vision for Movement RX as a company.
1: Yes. So this is, uh, I, if anyone listens to Simon Sinek or reads his book, you know, you got to start, start with why. And I really believe that, um, you know, we'd been, my business today doesn't look anything like it did eight years ago when I first started it. Um, but the vision of Movement Rx is um, to give people, individuals, the knowledge and tools to live a lifetime of emotional and physical freedom. So that is that's my role. Um, and there's three, you know, main audiences that we focus on. Um, we've really found yeah. who our audience yeah. is. Um, yeah. It's the um, principals and teachers of the world, right? right. It's veterans because yeah. I am a veteran and. Um, the other component is uh executives so leaders
0: mm-hmm. yeah and specifically working with vets and military you wanted to talk about that um yeah and again you know it's it's such an important thing and uh under appreciated part you know we a lot of folks in america talk talk a big game but then it's maybe barbecuing on memorial day and 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 past that there's there's not much so i'd love to hear a little bit about um Obviously your history, but 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 the work that you guys are doing with with vets and the military.
1: Uh thanks, Bo. I um yeah, it's you know, I've been reading actually a lot of books. Thankfully part of my own self-care practice is reading books that don't relate to business mm-hmm. or don't relate to anything personal development. And I've been reading a lot about Gail Zimon Zimon Lemont. Gail is a maklumon. She wrote the book <laughs> Ashley's War and she re- she's I'm reading Daughters of Kabani. But anyway, it's it's really about these Arabic women and them starting businesses. And it shows you the other side of the war, mm. really. The, the Afghan-Iraqi war that mm-hmm. I was in. And um I, you know, I've I've found that um it just brought it brings this personal element to the war. Like, and I, in my own experience, I wrote about it in my own book, Warrior, like I wrote about confronting war, the other side of the war as a woman. And um, so I've been enjoying reading these books. uh, And (laughs) I guess where I'm trying, I I, I had a point of where I was going with this, um, (laughs) uh, was that what she wrote about was like when veterans come home from these experiences, these intense experiences or military service members like you go into Walmart in the grocery store and people are oblivious like and you, you're you Memorial Day people are focused more on their parties that they're going to mm-hmm. and the alcohol they're going to drink and the amount of food they're going to eat and you can be infuriated by it or you could just look to educate and be of service um wow. and so that's what I've decided to do you know versus kind of contributing to the toxicity of shaming people it's trying to share with them like look let's let's drink your beer and eat your food but think about the people who are have given their life to do this mm-hmm. um, and so you know I mean that's that's the reality though of any war um, no one's really gonna ever understand and, and even if even if you haven't been to war no one's ever gonna understand your story better than you in your life so um, but it's really important to me, based on my own health journey, um, and John McCaskill, this Navy seal I work with, like to to help veterans give them the knowledge and tools to be emotionally and physically free versus relying on the VA, right? who a lot of times, because it's so overrun, just a bag of medicine is what they give you, or three month wait to get into physical therapy. And it's like, as you know, as a PT, there's so much you can do um outside of rehab Mm -hmm. before you get injured to just take care of yourself people just knew how to be more mindful about the way they moved about the way they ate even the way they think being more aware of like oh wow that's a crappy thought like i don't need that (laughs) you know um then they just then you just go through life a little more empowered um, and less reactive and so that's why working with veterans is really important because it is you can get into this victim mentality once you leave. That oh, I have a disability, or you know, um, I'm out of the service. Who am I? Well, who you are isn't. You're not a. You know, you're who you are is so much more than what you do. Mm-hmm. We are all infinite possibility, right? I love Deepak Chopra's education on that. He studies metaphysics. Like we are so much more than what we do. Our roles of service that we we. Wanted when we join the service don't end when we leave it, right? Like I'm still serving people, but now in a way that I think is more powerful than when I was in the Marine Corps. So um, I think that's an important message for veterans because they, you know, that group in particular can get really wrapped up in their story. Like, oh man, I got out or I was injured. Who am I? I'm not worth it anymore. I don't, I don't have the same tribe. Well, you have to find it again, you know? So.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess what that sparked for me real quick is what is the best way civilians like us who are enjoying Memorial day and, you know, posting on Instagram freedom isn't free and that kind of thing (laughs) and and doing our Memorial day Murph workouts and all that good stuff. um, What are some, maybe the best ways we can contribute to, uh, the, the, those veterans and and making an impact outside of maybe volunteering with certain organizations. but are there charities that maybe you recommend? Again, for me, the only things that come to mind uh, from my time in CrossFit in the in that community is the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, and then would something like uh, finding scholarships or or se- selling? You know, uh, I think it's ninety seven dollars for your twenty one day uh, yeah. mindfulness thing. So would buying like scholarships for for folks be something that? Uh, could be useful. I uh, just just anything you want to throw out in terms yeah. of quick quick resources.
1: Um, so we do have because people have asked. We do have the opportunity to pay it forward with the twenty one day experience. So I'll give you the links and stuff, Bo. And if people want to pay for it, right, this is an introductory price. Ninety seven dollars is like a drop in the bucket for someone. It's a nice gift. Um, it's like two really good meals, you know. <laughs> and but the other thing is, it's not really money that you have to give. I think the biggest thing, and I learned this from my father, who is no longer with us. He was um, a Vietnam. He was in the army, an army ranger. Um, became a Catholic priest, like <laughs> later on in life, totally different yeah. direction. <laughs> you know, wit- he was a widower, so he could do that. Um, but he would at homilies of people who passed away. He would say, and he had a lot of veterans, veterans in his community. He would say that a way to keep them alive is to share about them. And tell their stories. So do your bar. do Memorial Day in these these holidays the way you want to. And, and I would suggest like a healthy way, right? For your own body, but take the time to remember why. and And if that means that you if meaning to you means posting on Instagram about a veteran that passed away or a veteran that you know passed away, or about Murph or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. about why you know, you're going to celebrate today. And who's that for? That goes a long way, right? Like whenever I celebrate my own parents who are gone, I do, I don't give money. I just take time to remember them and talk about them. And I think that goes a long way because a lot of times what you see is just um, the, you, you don't see the memories being shared and that's how you keep people alive. And so yep. um, that's all I would say. I mean, there's a lot of great charities out there and, and nonprofits. Um, Team Red, White, and Blue. There's um, the Veterans Path. There's, um, there's obviously the Wounded Warrior Project. I mean, I think there's thousands of veteran mm. nonprofits. FitOps is a great one for fitness professionals. There's a uh, John Sena actually sponsors Fit Ops. Mm. So um, I work with them through my adaptive work. Uh, I teach for them, and they are great. And they there's a nonprofit actually that paid for 10 spots for veterans to be able in this mindfulness experience for any veterans of our choosing to to participate. So hmm. you know that was pretty cool. That's a thousand bucks. Easy for a nonprofit to do. Right. Um and for some people that's easy to do, for some it's not. So
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I I I really appreciate that perspective on it and yeah, I think it, it is a lot of that um, mind shift, if you will, which is a nice transition to the twenty-one day mindfulness <laughs> experience model and and talking about that. So tell us a little bit about uh, that's something you guys just started running and and yeah. Uh, yeah, share with us what what that is.
1: Yeah, so thanks, um, Bo. I am so excited about it. Like I love the adaptive work, but. I feel like after running this business for eight years, we finally reached a point where we can really reach the emotional needs of people. Um, and you know, as a PT, like I love the movement piece, and I love teaching movement wellness, but I also, um, have really enjoyed working with a fellow veteran, John, who's like a brother to me. He's married an amazing woman. Um, we both have, you know, it's our families really get along really well. He loves our team. Our team loves him. And it's, um uh, he really brings that emotional component. And I, so why mindfulness became a thing was because I practiced it for so long. Like I was introduced to it by a Marine Corps sister of mine, who's also a PT and she introduced me to this biofeedback therapist who does mindfulness meditation. And I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and he like, I totally dissed it. I was like, you're not (laughs) going to, I'm not going to meditate. Are you kidding me? And, um, Oh my gosh. The guy was like Abe Lincoln, like Hmm. so calming, really tall guy. I worked with him for a few years, actually, gosh, five years. He became an Hmm. executive, like an executive mentor to my company because we'd gone through some shifts uh, like a few years ago and he like mentored my team through it Um, because there was a time when we could have split up completely. And like I was working with a different business partner at the time and who just wanted to go a completely different route that wasn't in our vision. And so it was like, how do you say goodbye? Like how do you kind of let this go in in a meaningful way where you both feel empowered? And so that happened. And so I kind of really look at mindfulness as a way of, it's a way of life and it really influenced my business, but I didn't bring it into my business until John came about. Like I'd started talking to John and I was like, Oh, especially during the pandemic people people were asking for emotional health resources over movement and they know we know they need movement but I wanted to make sure that I was giving them both and so we started teaching this seminar to companies and then developed it into this experience because right it takes 21 to 70 21 days to start a habit but 70 to become automatic mm-hmm. and so there is we actually created this free journal that helps kind of set the framework for people over the course of 70 days on how to build this mindfulness habit, which includes movement, right? You can't separate brain and body. Like they go together. And so that's really a big part of the education. And there is a lot of noise, right? In the fitness space, in the mindfulness space, whatever. Mm-hmm. The thing is um, mindfulness and movement, mind meditation movement, mindfulness movement go together. And so that's why I think we create, we have this unique approach to it. It's not that unique in a sense. We all know as PTs, if you're listening, like, yeah, duh, it's part of mindfulness, but a lot of the world doesn't. They see it as this mental health focused thing. And it's not just that, right? If you practice mindfulness, if you slow down, like I, you know, I no longer eat in front of my phone. Like I, I pay attention to the, the, the look of my strawberries
0: and <laughs> yeah. the
1: chocolate that I'm eating. It's like amazing, you know, and then the coffee I'm drinking and being here with you versus having 20 things open on my computer. And I'm thinking about all the shit I got to do later. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like that, that doesn't, that's not life giving. And that's why executives burn out so fast Is they get, like, we just, you know, we just spoke to Mike uh, Ettore, who was part of a billion dollar company. Right. If you look above on Google, you can see his worth. He gave up millions of dollars because he was burnt out. Like you know, burnout is real, especially at the top ranks. And so, being able to give someone something that takes ten minutes a day, right? I'm not advocating people kick their asses in fitness every day. I'm asking them to do body maintenance and like mental maintenance. And that body maintenance includes movement breaks and what to do with those. And so, uh, it's been been powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love, I love the whole concept. Um, I've actually had a few folks on recently that very much overlap with, with these concepts, including, uh, David Bidler. Have you seen his work, uh, physiology first? I've and, seen physiology first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And breathe to perform. And they're doing similar kind of, uh, mindfulness for specifically aimed at teenagers, and kind of that that population of uh, again when they talk about physiology first, and it sounds like there's tons of parallels here uh, with with all of us, I guess. And and hence hence why you know we we I've asked these folks on, including you, is uh, yeah, it's it's getting teenagers. I think they do like an, an ice the ice bath uh, with with them, and they're drinking ice <laughs> coffee. And but they're they're creating this space and community uh, to the point of the 21 day challenge you have going on. That one of the big things that I'd say so far that I've seen differentiates you guys as you have a an actual community to that uh people yeah. which again i'm sure kind of stems from between your work in crossfit your work with veterans military uh that community feel is so important that um and connection and and that's another part that's come out of this pandemic too of the physiology yeah. coming back to it is is um i don't know if you saw the study uh they showed that loneliness is equivalent daily to the, the smoking 15 cigarettes a day Physi- physiologically, <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure we're we're not surprised by that stuff. But yeah, it's um it's powerful stuff. And then yeah, being able to control and empower. And then um he mentioned, and I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew Huberman's work. Are, have you seen his stuff at um, all?
1: What does he write about? If you-
0: he's he's he has a lab in I think in the Northeast. Um uh that and they really focus on. Uh, kind of breath work and and things like that around uh, again what impacts it has on physiology and I've heard I've heard him on a few podcasts he has his own very kind of powerful podcast and uh, one of the things I heard him talk about recently is ha- and, like we give out a driver's license and we should be giving out or part of that should be like can you breathe with your belly like can you control your breathing kind of right. thing like you know and and, and we can certainly argue yeah. about uh, is diaphragmatic breathing the the ultimate you know the end all be all. Um, but uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, concept of, again, like if you're in traffic, we're going to be able to avoid, you know, whatever 70% of accidents. If you just learn to freaking take a breath and, and, and Mm -hmm. use your physiology that that's inherent of like deep breath in, deep breath out, like four seconds in, eight seconds out, whatever, whichever, again, box breathing, whatever thing that Mm -hmm. works for you and, and just, uh, have that confidence empowerment that ties into, I think a lot of our, our, missions and visions. And, and that's the thing I'm, I'm kind of still, I guess, uh, in building my brand and redefining what I'm doing and, and moving out here to Colorado. We talked about, um, I'm only out here four months. I'm kind of trying to find different ways to, to approach people and, and talk about what it is I do. Cause it's very different than, than I think we both do stuff. That's very different than, than the norms, um, <laughs> and traditional so physical therapy. Together. Yeah. yeah exactly so it's it's fun kind of finding that. and I, and again i'll use kelly starrett as an example of uh you know i don't, he he was always a little bit of that disruptor right uh, especially when it comes to a, on the grand scale in terms of being being out there and i remember him talking about in an airport he wouldn't say if someone's like hey what do you do for work in that conversation he wouldn't say i'm a physical therapist he'd say i'm an educator uh of how you know how to teach people how to use their body better and and that's so to me been been really i don't know powerful and again it sounds like that's totally what it is you're doing, um, yes. in, in a lot of in, the, in that, into that and, and the population that we're working with, and um, yeah. Anything else we should know about that twenty-one day mindfulness? Uh, bit is uh, ninety-seven dollars. It's twenty days, obviously. Um, any anything else? Oh, I think I lost your audio. I don't. I don't know if I've had that happen. But that's a first. Oh, for, for here the, we go. Oh, oh there we go. Okay, you get a little. <laughs>
1: All right. Sorry about that. Um, That's okay. I yeah. So the twenty one day. You know, I think if you're looking for a tribe, I just actually spoke to my PT school, like a bunch of students in their wellness class, and it was, um, really cool to talk to them about like other things that are possible in the PT world. And I think if you're a professional a health professional or um, a PT student or someone in the fitness space and you're looking for a tribe of people to kind of mentor you as well as build you up and see other things that are possible, you know, join our experience. I mean, I, I don't do a ton of one-on-one work anymore. Actually none. I haven't done any in a year. I keep up my skills working on my husband and friends and Mm -hmm. stuff, but like I really am enjoying the educational piece. I mean, we work with the VA, we work with department of defense and there's a whole nother area of defense work that we do and um, consulting and I really enjoy it um, and I found that it's it's really good to have people around you who aren't in your line of work who are leaders in their field which is why I surround myself with people like John or another one of my mentors is John uh, Dr. Kyle Burquist who he's a d- direct uh, doctor of chiropractor he runs he doesn't actually do chiropractic but he runs um, like veteran retreats in, you know, all around the country. And he does a lot of education and creates products. And, you know, there's um, other individuals in different areas, like even Jim Cahill, who's a biofeedback mindfulness coach, like he ran a medical device company for years and then became a mindfulness coach. Like, it's just nice to have these different perspectives that challenge you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when I look at what I want my life to look like each day and who I want to be around. Like I need to create that. And so that's kind of what this mindfulness experience has given me a chance to serve the way that fits me as a mother of two young kids. Um, It it serves my energy because I am, despite this work, I'm highly introverted. And I like, I like the alone time. I like space away from people. I need that. Why did I go into physical therapy because of that? Well, yeah. I want to still help people, and I love the knowledge. Um, and so, what this, what doing this work has done for me is putting myself out there. Every day, we put ourselves out there. Every day, you put yourself out there, Bo, with your videos, which are great. You know, um, you you're you're in the arena, right? Like you're in the arena, daring, and. I've kind of let go of what people care, what what people think. Um, and I do care about my immediate close connections right. and what they think, of course, but like um, it's been really powerful for me to, to put it out there and to kind of grow this practice in life that serves my family and me. And um, I, you know, something I'm really proud of is that because of the team we've built and this hasn't always been the case, right? Like, I, I did early on in my career hire PTs that just didn't want to do online, didn't mm. like the idea of um, putting themselves out there. And that's okay. But in the end, that's where my company was going. So I had to change my team. And um, because of the work we've done, though, we just teamed up with the Mayo Clinic, completed our first white paper as a team, though. Like, I didn't have to do it alone. Mm. And, and that... I, I, I was just, I'm just really excited about that. Like, because years ago that would never have happened. <laughs> and so, you know, I can sit here today talking to you all because I have a team behind me that I've built from these different people who don't do what I do. The person that actually wrote the white paper, she's a researcher at the Mayo Clinic who works with spinal cord injury, mm. right? Like she doesn't do patient care either. And it's nice to find people like you, Bo, people like her, people like Kelly, Diana, like who don't do traditional PT, who like think outside the box and are growing something. And it's really hard to do that because you are going up against the norm and pushback. And you just, the all I've learned is you just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going.
0: When, when you when you get to the fork in the road, go straight. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you just keep going.
0: Just keep going. Very cool. Um, I do want to be respectful of your time. I know you have yeah. a very, uh, an exciting lunch appointment. Anything are you guys eating anywhere fun?
1: Um, you know we're in San Diego, so yeah. my my colleague and I um, were meeting at Inflex, okay. which is up the street from me, so I can actually walk up there and nice. have an actual sit down lunch. This is go. amazing! Exciting
0: times, exciting times. <laughs> um, I did just see a Travel Channel food show thing. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this. It's like a pop up in San Diego, total total random uh, thing, and it was called uh, Bear to Cow. And the, the chef is Thanks. dressed in a bear costume the whole time. And, and <laughs> they, they kept up the appearance the whole time. And they do like these 50 day, uh, you know, dry aged uh, steaks and things like that. Anyway, I, it, it's apparently a pop up and you have to like, both anyway, I didn't, uh, I'm curious to, to find out from someone if anyone listening has been there or is familiar with it. I'd love to hear your experience. Cause I'm, I'm a big foodie and that's why I went down that path too, but anywho's it. Nice, Thanks nice. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for sharing all your stuff i uh, will we'll put all the links down below i really encourage folks try that 21 day mindfulness challenge again only 97 bucks sounds very reasonable um, we talked about, again, changing a little bit of the minds, hopefully around, uh, military and just how we are as, as a culture, maybe a uh, big, big picture thing, but, but yeah, hopefully that, 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 um, again, gets people, as I say, get changing 1% in one, in a, in a better direction, hopefully. Yes. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I really appreciate you uh, being on here. Anything, any other quick places to find you best ways to get in touch if the, if folks want to um- do that.
1: I think just um, LinkedIn is the social media channel I use the most. So um, you can find me on there. Um, go to movement-rx.com and look around. And you can access and email me there as well.
0: Awesome. All right. really appreciate it, uh, Dr. T. T. What's the T-Pain story? You didn't tell the T-Pain story.
1: So, so I like T Pain <laughs> because I am the bigger white rapper <laughs> version of T Pain. But, but I was in a defense meeting the other day with pretty much all older white males, right? And everyone was very stoic when I c- got into this mm-hmm. meeting, and I, I, you know, didn't have any cool background or anything. And here <laughs> I am, like, and I, it was on Microsoft Teams, you know. Um, and so you know, everyone's like super serious, and I got into the meeting late. It's just like, I'm so sorry, you know, but I forgot that I had T-Pain on my, I had like written T Pain as my uh. name. And this one guy was like, so tell me about T-Pain. I really like his work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, That's and funny. he started like naming all of these songs. And then all of a sudden the whole meeting was just like talking about t- <laughs>
0: I, I don't know if you cut out. Oh, you, we lost your audio again. Anyway, we were we were cutting off anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. You came back. Um, I don't know what's going on there. But now, anyway, we were wrapping up. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, I'll send you all the links. We're, we're going to cut it here. And uh, yeah, guys, Hope if you did like it and you made it all the way here, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, yes. Leave a rating, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, share it with someone you think will uh, benefit from it. And hope you got 1% better. We'll see you next time.